0: Hey, Code Switch fam, Shereen here. There was a huge civil rights victory in India this week. India's Supreme Court struck down a ban on gay sex. The law was put in place during British colonial rule, and the maximum sentence for those found guilty, life in prison. This made us think of an episode we did exploring why there weren't any options for LGBTQ South Asians looking for love and marriage on websites that cater specifically to South Asians, like Shadi.com, a site that's based in India. Well, the CEO of Shadi told us there's a law in India against gay sex, so we can't. Not anymore. We've reached out to the folks at Shadi.com to see if they have any updates for us, and we're waiting to hear back. Until then, check out the episode if you haven't already, and if you have, listen again. It's really good. Just a heads up, there's some foul language in this episode.
1: You're listening to Code Switch. I'm Gene Demby. And
0: I'm Shereen Marisol Maragi. Today on the show, we've got a story for you that's about trying to find the one in an old-school way with a new-school twist. There's unrequited love, fear of disappointing immigrant parents, the internet, and 90s piano ballads. Brought to us by Parth Shah. He's a producer on Hidden Brain.
2: Hey, Shereen. Hey, Gene. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm excited to be here. So you got a love story for us? Yeah, kinda. I took a trip to Michigan recently, mm-hmm. and I rented mm-hmm. this little baby blue cabin. Uh, I got it off Airbnb in this town called Ferndale. Ferndale, Michigan. Ferndale, Michigan. It's a suburb of Detroit. So um, I get this cabin, and I call over two people who haven't seen each other since 2014. Okay. Rohan and Jenny.
1: Rohan and Jenny.
2: Rohan and Jenny. And they've known each other for nearly 20 years, since summer after ninth grade. Uh, But they actually went to different high schools. They met in a summer program where they both realized they had the whole, you know, overachieving child of immigrants thing going on.
3: So in order to stay in orchestra and... Continue on in Spanish, like to have two electives for the whole
1: year. Nerd love.
2: I know
0: that thing. Nerd
3: love in the summertime. Push
1: each other's
2: glasses up on the (laughs) bridge. So her family's from Romania and his is from India.
4: But Rohan says what really drew them together was Tori. There were very few friends I had at my school, you know, who I connected with, and, like, you know, when, especially with, like, music or, like, going out to see things or whatever, like, I could be like, hey, Jenny, do you want to do this? Do you want to go see Tori Amos? I was able to get tickets.
2: They went to go see her in
4: concert. On October 17th, 2001. Was it October 17th? Dude, yes! I totally blanked on it until you listed it.
3: years later, he continued to be like, happy Tori anniversary, and I'd be like, happy Tori anniversary,
4: Wow, and I totally blanked on that. And so your
3: dad drove us in his Lincoln down to the Fox Theater because we didn't want to drive, I didn't drive. So we yeah. got there, and we went and we saw Tori. And did she play a thousand oceans?
4: She played a thousand oceans. Yeah, yeah and that's like our and we were both again. angsty, angsty. super
3: emo, super emo Be still, cry, love cry,
1: what
2: the <laughs> And the two only grew closer after the concert.
3: We would get on the phone from when we got home from school until, if I had dance class or orchestra, then I wouldn't be there. But hours, we'd we'd watch movies on the phone. Remember the King movie? No, The
4: Prince and the Showgirl. The
3: Prince and the Showgirl. He'd, He'd call me and be like, turn this on immediately, and we would watch TV on the phone.
2: So this relationship they have continues for the next three years. And before they know it, they're getting ready to graduate and start their freshman year at the University of Michigan. Rowan's family throws him a graduation party, mm-hmm. and he gives a speech where he thanks everyone who's helped him get his diploma, and he gives a special shout-out to Jenny.
3: Mm.
4: What th- did I
2: say? You
3: thank everyone, and you're like, and special thank you to Jenny Mon, who <laughs> who accompanied me to the best moment of my life. Okay. And like everyone's like, what could it be? What could it be? I don't know.
1: What could it,
2: What is yeah, it? Yeah, the best <laughs> moment of his life was the Tori Amos concert. Okay.
3: You
4: know, I think my parents may have thought that as well. Did
3: they? This is yeah. a wrong
2: question. Did you... Fall, sorry, did you fall in love with
4: Rohan?
3: Yeah. I, lo- I totally loved you. I, yeah, I didn't think it was infatuation, though. I thought it was like, we were going to live together. It, it was a
4: slow-burning type yeah. thing. Yeah.
3: And we're just going to listen to Tori and go to concerts and like live this amazing life. Not
4: realizing that's more of a Will and Grace type love than well,
3: anything else. Well, you know what? Hindsight... Ah, uh, the will and grace moment.
0: Oh. I, I had a feeling that was coming.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah? <laughs> what, where did you get that feeling from?
2: I
0: don't know. It might have been Tori Amos. Mm.
2: What do you know about Tori Amos? I know nothing about Tori Amos. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Cor- mm-hmm. Rohan's queer and he's interested in men, but mm-hmm. he didn't realize that until a couple years after graduating high school.
3: Oh, I remember you... I, I, remember, I remember... I remember... I can't tell you this. I'm going to cry. No, I'm going to laugh so hard I'm crying. I'm going to cry. Um, I remember when my mom was like, you bought your own ticket to Tori Amos. That doesn't sound like a date to me. And I was like, "Well, maybe it's fiscally responsible." <laughs> so my mom's like, "If he liked you, he would have bought your own ticket." I'm like, "Mom, he likes me a lot. Don't worry."
2: So your family even was it was it oh like- yeah,
3: everyone knew that you were like you were gonna we we're gonna get married like because we wow. we were like laser focused on each other.
4: In some regard, before college, mm-hmm. in my mind, I thought that that was going to happen. But then there were, like, you know, other girls who I thought, you know, and when it's, it's frustrating because, like, when you don't know what your sexual orientation mm-hmm. is, other people try to kind of project how you're supposed to feel like mm-hmm. they try to, they try to project
1: heterosexuality on you. So you said that Rohin figured out that he was queer a couple years after he graduated? After he graduated high school, yeah. Well when did Jenny figure out that he was so queer? So she he was he
2: actually told Jenny, like she was one of the first people to know, I'm pretty sure. Like it was junior year of college mm-hmm. when when he came out to Jenny and she was super supportive. Like and at the time that he came out, he really needed a shoulder to cry on. So he had this really close friend who we will call Robert and Robert was actually also someone who he connected with over music.
4: Rufus Wainwright, he was a Rufus Wainwright stamp.
2: And Robert identified as bisexual, and Rohan and Robert just start spending like a lot of time together.
4: And I'm realizing, oh my God, when he's, when I'm not hanging out with him, I'm actually sad and I want to keep hanging out with him, or I want to look for excuses to knock on his door. So at that point, I was trying to, I was starting to like articulate or realize I'm not straight. Wait, when did you come out to him? I think I came out as soon as I realized. Like I'm like, at some point, like, cause he's the one who made me realize I was bi. So I think I was bi for a minute, you know, and I told him even that. Like, what did he say? He was like, oh, okay, yeah. He's like, Yeah, I'm. I think I'm bi too. Did you, you ever hook up with him? No, never hooked up with him. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So Robert and Rohan never dated. Robert was from Texas, and he was like so over the Michigan winters. Man, listen. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm bummed about that. Yeah, so oh, well. he
2: trans, so like Robert ends up transferring, and Rohan never ended up even telling Robert that, like the way he felt about
4: him. Oh, the end of the year approaches, right? And I remember that. So Robert packs his dorm up, he leaves off to Austin, and I am like fucking like devastated. Like I'm curled oh. up, I'm crying. Like I don't think I've ever, I haven't felt that way about a guy since. <laughs>
2: So, when I was there, you know, Rohan and Jenny spent four hours just catching up in this little kitchen. And it was cute to watch them because, you know, they kept referring to, like, inside jokes from their past and talking shit about people they used to know.
3: I hated her. You could tell. Could you tell? A little bit. I did not and like And she her. didn't like you either. Why didn't she like me? Same
4: reason. I think it's the same reason.
3: Everyone likes me.
2: I asked them both about their love life since college. Jenny has gone on to have a handful of long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Rohan, on the other hand, hasn't had any. His longest was only two months. Hmm. Sounds like a blessing. I'm joking.
0: (laughs) Is Rohan looking for something long-term?
2: So, yeah, I mean, in the past, he's invested a lot of time in trying to find a guy. And the way he did that was the way so many people today are trying to find love, online. So, you know, according to Pew Research, nearly 60% of people in the U.S. think online dating is a good way to meet someone. And more and more people are using these apps. 15% of American adults are going online for love slash fun. Fun. Up from 11% in 2013. But Rowan says a lot of the apps for gay men, they weren't giving him Mr. Right. They were
4: giving him Mr. Right now. Here's the thing. So I so I did register for a Match.com profile. What? Listen, listen. I did it because I just wanted to see, okay, who are the dudes around here? And then I saw, wait a minute. There's a huge overlap of dudes here and dudes who are just on Scruff. So I'm like, uh-uh. I What's know what right? Scruff is a date. Like, a, like, like Grinder? A, grinder. Yeah, it's just is like it Grinder.
3: Classier than Grinder?
4: No. Harrier men. men. Artsier men. So, Scruff. Scruff.
3: I love
0: that Harrier men and Artsier men are together. I love yes. how direct On it is. Scruff.
2: Is. Scruff. <laughs> Scruff. <laughs> Scruff. So Scruff, Grinder, even Match.com. Nobody seemed serious to him. Plus, he said being a person of color made it hard.
4: I would frequently be getting asked, What are you? or I love Indian people or anything like that. So I was getting um, exoticized and objectified. Or the popular refrain, you know, no fats, no fems, no Asians, whatever, like whites only, all that stuff.
0: The popular refrain?
4: Popular uh, refrain, yeah. Dang. So in
2: 2015, 31-year-old Rohan started noticing that many of his friends were getting hitched. And he was still single as ever. The dating apps weren't working, so he decides to switch his approach. He writes about it in an essay published in The Toast titled, Why I Want an Arranged Marriage. Mm-hmm. I had him read some lines for
4: me. It's a simple request I have, the chance to arrive at a first date at which the gentleman sitting across from me and I are under no misapprehension about why we are both taking an hour, maybe two, out of our schedules to entertain one another. We both know that the next logical step in our life paths is marriage.
2: Do you like those birds chirping in the background? Yeah, I, I had do. him do it in his garden. I was like, I want to read this in the garden. <laughs> uh, so, you know, arranged marriage is how his parents met. They were arranged by their families. And it's still like a very common way for Indian people around the world to meet. But it's not always like what you see in the movies. What?
5: What? Oh, I wonder who that could be.
1: Yeah.
5: Let me check. I
1: don't know. I'm guessing it's a young single Pakistani woman who just happened to be driving by our house, which is in a cul-de-sac. And I'm also guessing that the phrase dropped in will be said in the next 10 seconds. That's from yeah. The Big Sick, Kumail Nanjiani's yeah. movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's The Big Sick. came out in uh, summer of 2017. Um, and it was a big deal for South Asian representation on screen. It's about the real-life romance of Kumail Nanjiani and his wife, Emily Gordon. And basically in the movie, uh, Kumail is this struggling comic who has a strained relationship with his family. And whenever he comes home for lunch on the weekends, his mom will surprise him by inviting... You know, as the clip said, a single Pakistani woman over to meet him. Eight,
5: eight, seven. Seven. Go ahead. Everyone, this is Zubeda. She just dropped in. Salam.
1: Ah. Salaam. Salaam.
5: Come, please sit. Hmm. Oh, here, Kumail, for your files. Good. Your X Files. Yeah. Because
0: Thank
5: you. that's your favorite show, huh? <laughs>
1: Thank you so much.
5: The truth is out there!
0: That was awkward. But so there was that one woman that was amazing yeah, at the listen, ending. Don't at the get ending. Me I know. Okay.
2: He, yeah. had, he should have been like, listen, like. Uh, that, that, I was mad at the movie at that point. I'm like, yeah. what? What? Yeah. Okay, anyways, but the, you know, in The Big Sick, like one thing that I definitely noticed is like there's a binary when it comes to talking about matchmaking. It's either mom's way or the son's way. Right. Right? So, like, mom wants to have the final say and be super involved in, over like his love life, mm-hmm. but the son wants to find love on his own and he keeps lots of secrets.
5: Kumi, there's not just going to be a magic spark, okay? You have to work at it. You have to stay open. Okay,
6: ma, okay, yeah, Okay, yeah. good. I just wish you were better at, you know? I mean, you've had so much practice and
3: you're still, like, you're not that good at it. Ha, 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 again with the comedy, the comedy,
0: all the time with the comedy.
2: So Rohan doesn't believe that binary is totally fair. He okay. wants, he prefers, like, the in-between, you know, like the, the middle ground between the
4: two extremes. And that's often how, you know, arranged marriages work. I remember getting some blowback from people saying that this is terrible. Arranged marriage is awful, or you know, blah 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 blah. And my thing was, you okay? You read the meta description for how the article loaded somewhere on Facebook, but you didn't read the essay. When I'm referring to like the idea of, oh, I want to, you know, get arranged marriage or something. I don't mean in the traditional Indian or South Asian sense, where it's families that are forcing people who have no interest or no desire to get into, to enter this bond or this u- union to make both families wealthier and as a business arrangement or whatever, or because someone's about to get old or their past due date. I don't mean any of that. I mean most, I mean it mostly in like a matchmaker type sense.
2: And Rowan says
4: it has to be the parents who set this up. Huh. Because... I feel like at least in my life, in my world, like, you know, friends come and go and friends will disappear and whatever, but family is always going to be there and family's never going to be perfect, but they're going to have
1: your back. Hmm. So has Rohan talked to his parents about wanting them to set him up with somebody? No, you know, he
2: hasn't. And it doesn't seem like he will anytime soon either.
0: Do they know he's gay?
2: So he came out to them when he was in college. Okay. Yeah, he wrote them a letter and gave it to them when they were dropping him back off on campus after a weekend visit they made.
4: Mm-hmm. And I book it. I just run, I just <laughs> run out of my mo- dad's whatever SUV or whatever he was driving at the time.
2: He goes up to his dorm room and like 15 minutes later,
4: I got a call on my little crappy AT&T singular phone.
2: And it's his parents. It's mom and dad and they're like, uh, we don't completely understand, but we love you and we accept you and it's all good.
4: The whole experience was non-event- was not very eventful. It was uneventful. And that
2: is the last time he's ever discussed his sexuality with them. Whoa. So he's out, but it's not a thing that he, they...
0: He's never brought anyone home.
2: Yeah, or... it's like he's out, but it's never been spoken of since then. So they're in this
1: weird sort of... It's
2: like the furniture. elephant in the room. Absolutely. Yeah, it's completely like just... Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I was there, Rohan, you know, he didn't want me to interview his his parents or his family members and in that piece he wrote for The Toast, he talks about the relationship he has with his family.
4: My grandma says in passing quite often how much she hopes she'll get to see me get married off to a nice girl before she gets called up to the sky. I laugh this off. I laugh it off because I'm complicit in perpetuating the myth of me as a straight man. I think
2: like that essay he wrote was fantasy. Like, it was a bit of fantasy for him. Like, he wants an arranged marriage, but he doesn't want to talk to his family about wanting an arranged marriage. At least not yet. So, what is he going to do? Well, it's not a complete dead end. <laughs> Rowan tries giving the online world another chance, this time with a matchmaker for South Asians.
0: And we'll hear more about that after the break.
2: Stay with us. NPR's Rough Translation is like your best travel experience. It takes you someplace new and it leaves you with a fresh perspective on home. This season, we follow the go betweens, people trying to cross a cultural bridge or change the culture they know. Check out Rough Translation wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Gene. Shereen. Code Switch. I want to be part of it. (laughs) Okay. You got this week your play play cousin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to bring food next time. All right. Gene.
0: Shereen.
2: Code switch? No, oh, you're sorry. To say
1: Parth. Come on. Uh, Parth. No, I'm sorry. That's why we don't invite nobody in. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. Well, let's do it one more time. One more time, please.
1: Let's, let's do it again. Just let's for try time. it again. Okay. okay. Jean. Shireen. Parth, code switch. Yeah. Yeah, see?
0: Don't get too comfortable, Parth.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: A couple of years ago, Roman was watching TV with his grandma. She was watching some Bengali soap opera. And this commercial came on. Today, story, Come
5: find love arranged by Shani.com.
2: shadi.com have either of you all heard of it mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Yep. yeah so Shadi the word Shadi translates directly to marriage in Hindi so they are not the so that? there's
1: no there, no one is operating under mm-hmm. false assumption exactly right? yeah. marriage it's like
2: marriage.com okay. so very clear <laughs> it's not a dating site it's a matchmaking site like you're logging on for the one. And it's the largest matrimonial site in India. Like, the website claims to have made 5 million matches. It's like a small town in India. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, the site is kind of like the middle ground that Rohan is looking for. All
0: right, so tell us how it works.
2: So there's a filtering process um, on Shadi.com that's similar to how arranged marriages were. would work if your family was involved. Mm-hmm. you got to fill out and provide a lot of background information. Education level, income, religion... Language is spoken. Your cast.
0: A totally different episode. Yeah. That's another Code Switch episode. A whole Absolutely. other episode.
2: So also, parents can make accounts for their kids. Ooh. So according to the company, around 20% of all accounts are operated by parents. So there are some very traditional matchmaking methods at play on Shadi.com still. Uh, it's not like Tinder where you can just like put in your IG handle. And that's like your way of telling mm-hmm. people, like, oh, if you want to find out more... Follow me on (laughs) IG. (laughs) Um, That's too much, yeah. uh, If you go to the site today, shali.com, you'd see this photo of a really fair-skinned Indian woman on a bicycle. And this equally fair-skinned man with like these massive biceps. He's smiling while he balances her handlebars. I'm Googling it right now. And on the lower third of the page, there's this drop-down menu to sign up, which Rowan tried to do.
4: And the drop-down menu only has two options, and it was basically, I'm either a man seeking a woman or a woman seeking a man. I'm like, well, shit. It's Like, this is (laughs) not This okay. Well, this is this is done. Time for me to go watch Netflix
0: and not chill. No, no chill. chill. Just Netflix. Just Netflix.
4: (laughs) So yeah, Shady.com
2: is after obviously getting married first. Yeah, of course. Um, So Shady.com is for straight people only. Uh. Got it. Um so I wanted to reach out to the website. Uh, you may or may not know this, but all Indians around the world are connected with this telepathic bond.
1: Uh, it's called WhatsApp.
2: <laughs> Indians too? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So. My
1: partner's Indian and her all of our cousins and I are on a group text.
2: I reached the CEO of Shadi.com over the app. His name is Gaurav Rukshith. And the first thing we kind of got talking about was that Shadi.com doesn't really call it arranged marriage. They talk like Gaurav says they deal in planned marriages instead.
5: Mm. It's still collaborative and, and people are involved. What's changed is that uh, people get to choose how they want to do it, and it's typically driven by individuals, which is uh, fundamentally different than how traditional arranged marriage happens.
2: So so I recently met someone, uh, Indian-American man, born in America, but fam- families from India. Um, he's in his early to mid-30s, and he's interested in, in, in getting a planned marriage. And he tried to make an account with shahdi.com, but... The problem is that uh, he's seeking a same sex partner he 's gay. Um, are there plans for Shadi.com to offer same sex partners uh, same sex couple's options
5: Good question. I think that right now unfortunately i mean the, the laws in the country don 't uh, aren't favorable, and so to that extent uh, i don 't see that uh, even being an opportunity uh, for us to, to explore being an Indian <laughs> so,
2: yeah, this was, I was expecting this. Yeah. Like, right. Like, because, you know, the current laws in India, the legal team won't let them do it. Um, yeah, it wasn't a surprise to me, to be
1: honest. What are the laws like in India?
2: Currently, gay sex is illegal. The country upholds this law called Section 377, mm-hmm. which bans, let me read this, quote, carnal intercourse against the order of nature with any man, woman, or animal, unquote. Animal, wow. Animal, yeah. So, gay sex has been included in that. And it's based on antiquated laws put in place by the British colonizers a couple centuries back. But India's Supreme Court agreed this year to re-examine the law.
5: Hmm. Yeah,
2: so could mean that progress and change is coming.
5: There's no reason to believe that you know, India as a nation also wouldn't evolve in its uh, regulatory framework. And uh, so that's something that we would be likely the first to explore if that's, that, that's something that, that, that changes in the, in the country.
0: But we're talking about Rohan, and he lives here. Right. Yeah. So, you know, why can't they allow something for Shadi.com in the U.S.?
2: Yeah, so I asked him that, and he insisted that because the company is based in India, they can't make exceptions in their overseas offerings.
0: Hmm.
1: So Shadi's off the table for Rohan. Yeah, right? off the table. Um, does he have any other options? Like, are there any American-based companies that go after Daisy men? Yeah, uh, yeah. So there is one.
2: It's called Vil Mill. It's a mobile app.
0: What does that mean? Because I just learned what shoddy means. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Vil, it's it's cute. Vil means heart, and Mill means meet. So oh. heart hearts meet. meeting. Yeah. You make
0: it feel sorry. That's sorry. so much more romantic than marriage. Type. Yeah. It has a little <laughs> yeah
1: some <laughs> je ne sais quoi to it. It's funny because you're the married person here. Yeah. It's <laughs> not very
0: romantic. No offense, babe. Huh. Anyway, yeah, Dill Mill. Okay, hearts meet.
1: This guy named
2: K.J. Dhaliwal, he launched the app in 2014. Okay. He was living in San Francisco at the time, working in the tech startup space, and he got interested in the matchmaking market.
6: You know, looked at what products were out there, and uh, there was like a, an age-old website called Shady.com, which wasn't really fitting the bill for the newer generation.
0: Shade.
1: Yeah. Shady.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no.
6: My sister at the time was... Um, you know, looking for for someone. I kind of saw her struggling to find, uh, you know, a good quality kind of match. And uh, she had kind of exploited a lot of the avenues like the offline channels through her friends and family. And um, there's not much more, uh, you know, avenues out there, many more avenues out there that she could have explored. Uh, so it was kind of close to home. And then we kind of looked at the problem larger and it was actually a lot of my cousins were in the same problem set. And I was like, wow, this is a real problem that needs to be solved.
2: So he creates this app, Dilmel. You sign up through Facebook and fill out a bunch of details, kind of like shadi.com, but less intense.
6: We realized that there's like the tinders of the world, which are all the way on one end of the spectrum. Um, and then you have the shadi.coms of the world, like you're mentioning on the other, other end of the spectrum, the idea was we wanted to be somewhere in the middle.
2: And KJ says that first year for the app was like a steep climb.
6: Gosh, yeah. In the first year, it was very little. I, mean, I remember when we started, we uh, it was just a lot of our friends and their friends. Uh, so we kind of just you know, begged all of our friends to share that app and like tell people about it. Um and that's kinda how we got the momentum going. So I would say probably uh, in the thousands range was, was the first year. Um, you know, and uh and now uh you know we've crossed a million mark um, in terms of users. And uh my sister actually met her husband on Domo and she got married last month. Um and uh so you know that was the proof is in the pudding, right? Like it, it actually works and it was it's just amazing to see that happen.
0: Brilliant advertising. Yeah, well, this is how I built this for. <laughs> know, for coming through for that. the fam. Yes. It worked.
6: You know, you could say that we might be the modern version of the of the of the auntie that was arranging people in, in the traditional Indian culture.
1: Uh auntie.com. Dope auntie dot com though. So has Rohan tried this app? Has he tried Dilmo?
0: Or mm. Like com, mm. is it only for straight people? Mm-hmm.
5: That's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun.
2: No same-sex option, uh. which is ironic to me because they've painted themselves as this progressive alternative. And a year ago in June, they had this post about celebrating Pride Month on their Facebook. Hmm. Um, so I asked them about it. There was a post on the Dill Mill Facebook page. Uh, last June. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to read it out. It says, June marks LGBT Pride Month. While we don't have a same-sex match feature quite yet, we do think hashtag love is love. To all the couples out there, stay lovely, heart emoji, and then a link to a BuzzFeed article about a about a lesbian Indian wedding. So, um, why no gay option yet?
6: Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. We're actually actively working on that right now. We wanted to really work with the community to understand um, what was important to them. So we've actually been talking to the the LGBTQ community around the world uh, when it comes to South Asians and we've learned tons. Um, so we wanted to kind of build um, a feature uh, in the app that allows that community to really, you know, actually find what they're looking for versus just adding another filter option in there, um, and we've kind of thought thought about this at length now, and you know, it's just actually in development right now, um, so it's something that we'll be um, releasing very soon, actually.
2: So, what 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 have you learned that sets it so apart from the regular interface of dillmill
6: Yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, there's uh, there's there's individuals in that community that. Um, aren't comfortable yet letting, you know, other people in their community know that they might associate with a particular, um, you know, uh, they might affiliate with, you know, either being gay or or lesbian or, or, you know, or one of the other kind of classifications um, or or associations. They, you know, they want to, uh, you know, some of them want to kind of do it. They want to do it anonymously. They want to look us anonymously. Um, So we wanted to respect that. Uh, We wanted to kind of figure out a way to help people achieve that. Um, you know, there's, you know, certain features like that that we wanted to kind of take into consideration. Um, you know, adding the, the filter itself is, is actually not hard at all. Um, you know, it's, it is, it does require a little bit of work, but we wanted to do it the right way, um, cause we know that in the South Asian culture, um, um, especially in India, you know, it's not something that is widely accepted yet. Um, you know, it is something that is a bit of a taboo. And-
2: but one would argue that it's almost furthering the taboo by not having the option. Like, it's saying that this we think this is taboo because we're not going to offer it either.
6: The reality of a startup is you're always limited on resources, um, you know. And and we've had, um, a little, you know, our share of uh, of issues and problems that we had to deal with as a startup growing up, just keeping the service up, and a lot of things that we had to deal with um, in terms of fundraising. So it was just a feature that wasn't um, prioritized, uh, you know, among among all the other features that were there. And then once we did start prioritizing it and start dedicating time to it which was actually earlier this year we wanted to take again take the time to kind of learn more about the community and it is in development right now as we speak actually so yeah it did it did take a little bit longer so i mean for yeah for your listeners that you know might be you know part of that community you know we definitely do apologize for that and i think um you know hopefully the, the the changes that we do make in dill mill um you know help that community and and you know help everybody find love not just you know, straight South Asians.
0: Huh. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first.
6: Yeah. So did KJ give
1: you like a time horizon for the when this same sex feature will be rolled out?
2: Uh he said it should be ready by the end of twenty eighteen, so we'll see. About I was time. not
0: expecting to hear that yeah. from him. I really wasn't. Wow. And he's gave you a time frame and everything so we can hold him to it.
1: Yeah, we should. We're we gonna circle
2: back with him? Uh yeah, I will. But we'll see. I mean, I it would be it would have been cute if it was out in Pride Month, right? Like June. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> that would have made sense. Not yeah. in time
1: for Rohan either. I mean, like he still has to wait. You know, another few months before he can use it, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. Like,
2: I I, I talked to Rohan about this, and he said he'll make the decision whether he wants to make an account when like it becomes available. Sure. But for now, he's kind of. Taking a step back from online dating, taking a step back from dating in general. Focus on yourself, boo. He's focusing himself Focus on myself. his family and on friends like Jenny, you know, the guest of honor at his graduation party all those years
3: ago. I remember um, going to several stores to pick out an outfit for your party. And I ended up with this black skirt. It was from Old Navy, but I searched, I went to three Old Navies to find it because it was like black and it had like these ruffles kind of. I remember, like, I had... I was so late because I was like, should I wear it? Maybe I shouldn't wear it. I should find something else. I remember being super late.
4: You were late. Yeah. I think that's why I was so filled with emotion because I was freaking out that you wouldn't show up.
3: So you couldn't propose to me?
4: What? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were my soulmate.
4: Yeah, I thought you were my soulmate too. And I think it's weird because, you know, especially in recent years, I've been reassessing the definition of love and soulmate and all that and I've... and. I don't disagree that, you know, you are my soulmate, you know? I feel like it's a different kind of soulmate, you know? I
3: think we're having a moment here. I think we're having a
4: moment (laughs) here. No, I mean...
3: We are, yeah. Because
4: I also believe that just because I'm queer and I, you know, and I date men, it doesn't stop me from having a loving relationship with another woman, you know? Can
3: we have a conversation about my mom a few years ago when she saw it? She goes, he is very cute. Are you sure he is gay? And I'm like, mom...
0: Special thanks to Jenny Mann and Rohan Guha. Rohan's essay about arranged marriage was recently republished in Catapult. You can read it at www.catapult.co.
1: So this smooth-ass song that y'all are listening to right now, this song is called If Only and it's by Ravina. And it's the song that is giving Parth life right now. He says that her voice is soothing, as you can hear. But also, he wanted to shout out an Indian-American artist doing their thing in R&B and soul music. All right, y'all, that's our show. Follow us on Twitter. We're at NPR Code Switch. We want to hear from you. You can email us at codeswitch at NPR.org. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using right now or wherever fun podcasts can be found or streamed.
0: And sign up for our newsletter. It's NPR.org slash newsletter slash Code Switch. This episode was produced by Parth Shaw and Sammy Ennigan with help from Leah Danella. It was edited by Sammy.
1: Shout out to the rest of the Code Switch familia. Cat Chow, Adrian Ferrito, Karen Grisby-Bates. Did I say familiar right Shereen.
0: Yeah, you, you did. Okay. I mean, you said it your way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said it right.
1: <laughs> Cat Chow, Adrian Florido, Karen Greasy-Bates, Maria Paz Gutierrez, Walter Ray Watson, and Steve Drummond. Our intern is Angela Bautista. I'm Gene Demby.
0: And I'm Shereen Marisol Miraji.
1: Be easy, y'all.
0: Peace. And happy Pride.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Sam Sanders. I host an NPR show called It's Been a Minute. Every Friday on the show, I talk out the week of news because sometimes the best way to process everything going on right now is through good conversation. Download the show, and we'll process everything together.